Welcome to the Essence of Life podcast. I am Letitia Aligrand, here to help you live the abundant, balanced life. A false balance is an abomination unto God and getting wisdom, which is the respect and acknowledging of the Lord, along with understanding, is the true key to successfully navigating this life. So tune in daily for this wisdom and inspiration with new episodes Mondays and Fridays. And let's balance your spirituality, health, relationships, finance, and personal development. Sebon sounds good. For those of you who have been asking about how to make a contribution towards my show, please visit my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Netisha Ali Grant for more details. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essence of Life podcast. It is always a pleasure to welcome you back to another episode on the Essence of Life because it means that you are connecting with this and that it is bringing something of essence to your life. And that makes me very grateful. I cannot believe in just about a couple of weeks we're going to be celebrating an entire year of podcasting and I just want to give a special shout out and thanks to all the people who have been listening to the podcast from the very beginning. You have stuck it out with me and you're still here giving your suggestions, giving your feedback and just allowing the blessings of this podcast to flow and I am very grateful for that so I just want to give you all a shout out let you know that we are clocking down a year of podcasting make sure to catch up on previous episodes there are over 85 episodes to listen and you can listen to my stories from the very beginning and tell me how much do you think i have grown over the past year in this episode i'm going to be talking about the topic of failure And I want to urge you that by the end of this episode, hopefully you will be able to see failure differently from how you see it now, especially if it is in a negative light. And with that, I would like to tell you, do not be afraid to fail because failing doesn't have to mean an opportunity or an opening for you to give up on whatever it is that you are pursuing. So question time, you know I like questions. I like asking thought-provoking questions to get you thinking. And my first question for you is, what is failure to you? Is it not achieving a goal that you set out to do? Is it comparing yourself with others and considering yourself a failure because you are not on the same wavelength with your peers? Is it what someone would have said about you because they didn't view you as good enough that you consider yourself a failure based on this person's perspective because maybe that person is of value to you? What is failure to you is my first question. And as you think about this question in your life, I just want to share with you some of my experiences with failure. For example, now in my country, in Antigua and in the Caribbean, there's a national or regional exam that the students do at the end of high school. It's called the CXC for those of you who are listening outside of Antigua or the Caribbean region. And everyone makes it into a big deal because these are the standardized, te- standardized tests sorry, that are used 
to determine if you can get a job or basically qualifies you to an extent. So it's a big deal for many people. And I am not ashamed to say that at the end of my high school years, my five years of high school, I failed the math exam for this. I mean, I got ones and I passed my other subjects, but the math was a failing grade for me. But I did it over. I mean, I came back. I moved to Antigua from Dominica and I did math over, I think about two years after college and I passed it. I paid my way through. I was working at the time and paid my way through and did it over and passed. I also failed one of my courses when I went to do my bachelor's degree, but I still managed to graduate with second class honors. It wasn't until I did my postgraduate diploma in education that I completed with distinction. I always set out to be the best. I always set out to be on top of what it is. That I choose to pursue, but somewhere along the line, some form of failure comes and some form of failure happens. As a child of God, I have also fallen short many times and I still will fall short because I'm still learning about what it means to be a child of God and to please him and what he needs. And there are times when I would have said certain things based on scripture and my understanding at the time and then discover later by someone with a lot more wisdom and experience than I am or I have that I was wrong all along. So there are different ways that I have failed. I've failed as even as a mom for just over two years. I have failed in doing certain things with my daughter that I would that I would expect myself to do better at. And it continues to happen in different aspects of my life. As a worship leader, I have failed sometimes to hit certain keys on stage or to be able to know that this is the note that I'm supposed to take the song in and I didn't and then the whole team suffers because I wasn't able to lead them effectively and there are multiple ways that we can fail in life. I have failed many times when it came to relationship, choosing the right boyfriends. That was, listen, that was my department of failure. <laughs> I honestly failed quite a lot when it came to relationships until I had gotten to a point where I really realized that I needed to do better. And the point is that as an individual, as a person who is now providing you with guidance about life topics and life, especially a life in a relationship with God, I want you to understand that I have failed many times. But you know what I have done? Every single time I failed, I've recognized my failure. And that's one of the things I love about me is that my ability to recognize when I would have failed or would not have done or accomplished the thing that I planned and set out to accomplish or would not have done it better than I should have. The second thing I did was admit that I have failed. Okay, I, I, I admit, I admit, I admit. I could have done it better. I admit that this was not the best way to get it done. I admit that I have fallen short. 
And the most important and third thing that I do after each failure is to learn from it. And you can too. This is why we're having this episode and this is why I'm having this discussion with you. So keep listening. We have created a world, in my observation, particularly with social media, where only our successes should be highlighted and celebrated. But that's not the reality or the essence of life. Many of us are flashing our achievements but have a huge fear of failing. I know because I have a fear of failing at certain things that I set out to do. If I give my word that I'm going to do something, I want to know that I am going to win it. For example, when I did pageants in the past, I failed uh, almost all the pageants that I did in my lifetime. And I, one of the reasons that I did not publish a lot or post a lot about me doing pageants is because I was afraid that if I didn't win, that too many people would know that I didn't win. So I would keep it like on a down low so the less people who knew about it, it was better for me. And that is a fear of failure that plagues quite a lot of us today. And it is not realistic for us to paint a picture to let people think that we cannot fail or success just comes so easily. Not achieving a goal we sought out to accomplish or state exams or failed relationships or the mother of all failures. Failing God. These are some of the things that create some of our greatest fears of failure. I mean, we don't want to see that we posted a boyfriend or a girlfriend and then a year or two later, we had a huge breakup. Everybody knows about it. It's all over the place. Our business is in the public or we got married, whatever it is. We don't want people to know that we would have failed at something because we are stuck on the reality that life is perfect and people don't fail. And I'm saying, again, this is not the essence of life. (laughs) This is definitely not accepted on the Essence of Life podcast. We need to stop painting a perfect picture of achieving success to the next generation. We need to let our young people understand that you are going to fail. You are going to fall short of the glory of God. You are going to make mistakes. What is most important is, like I said, is recognizing, accepting, and learning from it. That is what is so important. And let's take it a little deeper in reference to persons who are in relationship with God. A lot of people that I have come across say to me, that they do not want to be in a relationship with God because they are afraid to fail. They are afraid to fall short and backslide. So many believers today even give up. Some even actually go as far as trying and they give up on God because they believe that they have failed God. When God is the only one who knows all our weaknesses and still loves us, God is the only one that we should never feel ashamed in front of. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God, the first thing that came to them was shame. So they hid from God. They got a fear of God because they didn't want God to be disappointed in what they had done. And this fear still exists even today. And this is something that as believers, particularly, we need to work on. Let's go into the Bible a little deeper. At least three people in the Bible, many others did, but at least three people in the Bible 
who failed God are David, Elijah, and Paul. God, David was one of the persons who, whose heart was a heart after God. That's what he was considered. David did great things even from his childhood. When he defeated Goliath, he accomplished great things. He was patient under the reign of King Saul. David did great things. Then David sees... his servant's wife and decides that he wants her for himself and goes ahead and cheats on his servants with the servant's wife and then he goes even further as to lying about it then going even further at killing the servant okay and this was a huge thing in the bible and it it, it went even deeper with the consequence of David getting a child out of this situation and then the child gets sick and David confesses and he goes before God and he asks God for mercy he repents of his sin but then the child still dies and when the child dies David simply receives this outcome as God's judgment a lot of us we fail in this area because we believe that when we have sinned against God and we speak to God about it, that it's supposed to be wiped away, that the consequences of that sin is supposed to be wiped away. But God still has his place in our lives to be who he is. And the principle of failure in this situation is that when we have sinned, we must recognize it. Again, I just mentioned recognition and repent. God's forgiveness doesn't save us from the consequences of our conduct. It doesn't. It doesn't. But if we've abandoned the behavior and are willing to accept the consequences, God can still use us just as he used David. Then there was also the famous Elijah. Elijah, again, he had so many miraculous experiences that you would think he was unshakable because he had all this stack up there, like all these experiences where God have shown up and done great things and rained down fire and do all sorts of things for Elijah. But when the showdown with the Baal worshippers angered the king and his wife Jezebel that vowed to see him dead. Elijah couldn't take it and there are times in our Christian walk that all the miracles and the wonders and signs that God has done in our lives we tend to put it on the back burner when a new circumstance presents itself and we get tired we get we might even get angry with God and call on God and question God just like Elijah did and we might suffer from burnout. We just feel like, Lord, I am tired. But the principle of failure in this situation is that burnout is only permanent if you allow it to be. You're not supposed to be listening to all the things that you are tempted to believe, all the lies and plots from Satan that tries to exhaust you, especially in this time. A lot of believers are being targeted to get exhausted in their walk with God because of everything that is happening globally. 
And when these things start happening, the important thing for you to understand is when your heart is overwhelmed, you need to go to the rock that is higher than you. There you can get your physical rest, your spiritual rest, and your emotional rest. And I've spoken about this on other episodes on this podcast that you can always check out. Self-care is important. And I love this because it's telling you that it's not just physical, but also spiritual and emotional. And that's exactly what I shared in the self-care episode. So when you're suffering from burnout and you begin to feel like you're failing God or God is failing you, it is important to center and recharge, go back to the source, which is God. Another person in the Bible who suffered failure was Paul. Paul is one of my favorite Bible characters. And Paul, he failed God immensely in the beginning of his life where he practically killed Christians. He had this vengeance against him, in him towards Christians. And he went around and he went on a rampage until he established a relationship with God. And a lot of Christians, a lot of new believers in their walk with God or a lot of new entrepreneurs even, We, and I'm going to put myself in that group, we have a tendency to think that because of our past, because of our failures in the past, that we are not good enough to be in the position that we are now. And sometimes people in our past will remind us about it. Be like, you, you grew up in the ghetto together with me. So what makes you think you can be a big business person? Or I know all the things you've done. You've lived your life, you know, quote unquote, live it up. Now you want to come tell me about Jesus. Or you might think that you are not good enough to represent God. Whenever you feel that way, think about God. Think about Paul, rather. Think about God's work in Paul's life. Paul is one of the Christians that had that experience where He felt like he was one of the worst sinners ever because of what he did. Jesus confronted Paul and said to him, why are you persecuting me? Paul was basically tormenting the very God that we serve now. Okay, and yet God used him in such a mighty, mighty way. So even though you put your trust in God at a later time in your life, It is important for you to understand that you may not have grown up in the church and been the perfect Christian all your life, but, but the gospel is so powerful that our transformation becomes a profound testimony to God's goodness and grace. So if you can come from there and become a powerful worshiper for God, a powerful evangelist, a powerful uh, entertainer even, podcaster, whatever it is that God is transforming your life to do. If you could be that, it is a testimony of who God is. So it is all the right reason for you to persist and to keep on doing what you're doing, even in your past failures. All right. So with that, I would like to ask some more questions to you as you listen to this episode. What are you failing at? Or what have you failed in in your life? Maybe the last day or 
years, whatever it is, what have you failed in? In various aspects, in, in different areas of your life. Like I did in the beginning, I, I told you how I failed in my education. I told you how I failed my spiritual work. I told you how I failed in my family, which is my relationships. I also failed with my money. I There are times when I did not manage my money well enough. I spent my money and didn't realize that I had no record of how I spent it. And then I'm looking at myself like, wait, I should have done better there. So I have basically failed in all the areas that I cover in this podcast. And because I have, I am now able to be in a position to first relate to your failure and two, to offer you some insight and understanding as to how you can use it to learn and improve yourself. So think about your failures, your personal failures. What is your heart's posture about this failure? So if you have failed at something, what is your heart's posture towards it? Are you feeling some form of remorse? Do you feel like you should do something about it? Because if you feel like you should do something about it, perhaps it's the conviction of the power of God telling you that you can indeed do better. And if you feel that way, you should pursue doing better. It's important for us to understand that as believers, we are going to fail God. We are going to fall short of his glory. The scripture says that all have fallen short of the glory of God. What is most important is what you choose to do after you have failed. And I want to leave you with this. In life, we do not learn simply by receiving knowledge from those who are teaching us. That's not the only way we learn. One of the best, most significant self-taught ways is by learning through the hard lessons of our failures. I hope this blesses you. It is my prayer that you will begin to see your failures from a different vintage point. Not as an opportunity to throw a PT party, not as an opportunity to give up on whatever it is that you were pursuing. As long as it is in right standing with God and your path to success, your failure is simply that hard lesson that you need to learn to get to the other side in order to make your success so much more meaningful. So don't be afraid to embrace your failures. Don't be afraid to even fail at all. Most important, recognize it, accept it, humble yourself and learn from it. See you next time on the Essence of Life podcast. And most of all, keep on listening. Please share it with everyone else. And God bless you. Sebong sounds good. Whether you're on your daily commute, at the gym, or doing your chores, tune in to the Essence of Life podcast for great inspirational life lessons and learn just why you should have a personal relationship with your creator. Relationships run the world. Make sure you're in the right ones. I am Natisha Ali Grant, citizen of the kingdom of heaven, wife of a spirited pastor, worship leader, mother, and content creator. I partner with my husband to manage our church in All Saints Antigua while creating inspirational and educational content. I inspire others through my blog, Young and Christian, and my podcast, The Essence of Life recently published my first book and in the process of writing another. 
I have also been an educator for over 15 years and now run my own academy, providing a range of services such as proofreading, English courses, lesson plans, curriculum guides, and reading classes. If you like this show, why not get connected? As it's only going to get bigger. Seba sounds good.